0: Hey, y'all,
1: welcome to Black and Binging, where we talk all things Black and woman-led in TV and film. We're your girls, Ronnie and Joy, and on today's episode, we're celebrating Black Love Day. Yes, we're celebrating Black love for Valentine's Day, and we're discussing our favorite Black love movies, and we have a special guest with us today. We have Kadarius Parks.
0: Woo! And so I don't know they're. where he is on the Zoom, but... Right, he's... oh. That way. <laughs> Hi, Kadarius. Want to tell everybody a little bit about you?
2: Hey, y'all. Thank y'all for having me here with y'all today. I'm glad to talk, you know, crazy things about Black love. But I'm Kadarius. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And um, I'm happy to be here with um, Black and Benjamin today.
0: Hey, we got I a family in the house. <laughs> and of course, even though it's a male edition for V-Day, we couldn't have done the show without some popcorn. Yeah.
2: I brought mine too so that I can match y'all's vibe, you know.
0: Yes. Love it. love it. Love it. And then Kadarius got us sipping on some drink today. Yes, we are. For the Valentine's Day edition. So, in addition to Kadarius joining us here today to discuss all things our favorite Black Love films, we have four other fellas who are near and dear to our hearts sharing their Black films as well, that they love the most, Black love films. So first off is Dwayne, and his favorite love movie is Why Did I Get Married, which may be unconventional the most, but we'll dive into what he says is his favorite about it.
1: So my favorite movie that depicts Black love is Why Did I Get Married? Um, And I know that's not the first movie that you think of when you think of showcasing Black love, but it's the one that always stands out to me, Um, just aside from it being funny as hell, I love that it's it's real it shows you all different kinds of love so it shows you the kind of love that you know looks perfect on the outside and perfect on paper but it shows you that you still have to work to maintain and restore that love and then it shows you another kind of love that just the the love that you don't want that toxic love that's probably not really love where you're just with that person because you think that you can't really do any better um, and so, yeah, that's 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 really it. It shows you the real. It doesn't romanticize it like other movies do and lead you to believe that everything's all roses.
0: And Wayne is right when he says it, it does not sugarcoat anything. It is real. It is raw. We see four couples going on. a. We see how each of the couples struggle in their marriage and how they overcome those struggles or don't and find new loves of their life. Um, but I have a question for you first, Kadarius, because I know some guys are a little bit hesitant when it comes to like going on trips with girls they like like their guys trips and nothing only have you ever been on a couple's vacation or a group vacation with couples
2: Mm, so um, my last relationship I did I did the whole like couples trip thing but I am not a strong proponent in guys trips Um, if it's not somebody's bachelor's party something like that I'm not taking a trip with just like all guys usually so but I, I do think you're right I think guys do love like the whole I'm just going with my boys trip I want to go with my person though so
1: but why do guys like that like what what y'all be doing like what I mean not y'all I know you said that you don't like those pers- um particularly but like what do men do on guys trips like
2: I mean I can tell you the secrets we tricking off we <laughs> we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we okay we are, I mean, but most of the time, it's single guys, like when you're, when you're single and you're going on a trip with five guys, you want to pick your, your best five, you know, you're not going out with, you know, like guys who aren't compatible with the way that you navigate, um, a room, right? So you want your best guys that are going to be able to buy drinks, going to be able to talk to girls, going to be able to have a good time while y'all out there. So that's, Probably what we're doing on guys' trips. Or, it's not just
1: crazy or see, men don't be thinking. They could just <laughs> bring the women they want to fuck with on the trips, and then you don't even have to go through all that. You like,
2: don't bring hands to the beach though, do you? <laughs> i to that. So, so I mean, like y'all have girls' trips too, though, right?
0: Yeah, it's a different vibe. I know we may not be at this stage yet, but the couples and why did I get married? Obviously are married from the title. Um, But do you think maybe in this day and age, there's a difference between marriage and just committed relationships in general? Does marriage automatically equal a committed relationship? Can you be in a committed monogamous relationship without having the marriage certificate? What are your thoughts on that?
2: I think it's different because I think like our generation is kind of reassessing what it means to be married, right? So it's like a lot of us don't even want to be married for real anyways. <laughs> so, because it just seems like a lot of paperwork. It seems like we trying to be like super woke, like I don't want the paperwork, I don't want the paper trail. I can be with this person. But I think a lot of us still see it traditionally and we like bro been with her for 10 years and he ain't proposed yeah, yet. <laughs> like that's wild, you know? So I don't know. I think it just... It, it matters to like each unique relationship. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, think there, I think there is kind of a difference though. Like you value your relation or you value your friend's relationship a lot differently when they're married. It's like, I'm not gonna put you in no crazy situations cause you married, you know? Um, as opposed to, bro, y'all been dating for three years. I don't know if y'all serious. <laughs> I don't know if y'all for real or not. Like Ooh. y'all could just be going through wow. the motions
1: the T right there. So the boys be <laughs> like, that ain't really your girl, girl, until she a ring
0: on her finger. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, what
2: like, do you think it
0: Um, I definitely think there's a there marriage does not equate committed relationship, obviously. Um, and I think Hadarius brings up a good point. I think at the end of the day, it does come down to value. Um, and I was even we were talking about this at the nail salon, ironically how right after Rihanna's pregnancy news came out a lot of people were like no ASAP did not just make Rihanna a baby mama and not wife her but my nail tech brought up a good point of like not saying that celebrities are above us because we're all humans at the end of the day but a reason why someone may get married for like financial reasons like financial support or stability or maybe it's like their religion or cultural beliefs is not the same reasons why Rihanna and ASAP would be rushing to walk down the aisle
1: so I don't know if I I I, I'm like in in the middle with marriage and committed relationships because I guess I don't really see the difference because I feel like your committed relationship is how you practice for a marriage but I don't understand what paperwork does to make it more official except be paperwork so I guess that's kind of like my take like if you're with someone and you're with them for five years, 10 years, like what's stopping you from treating that like a marriage? Like, I I just, I don't get the the difference. So that's kind of, I don't know if I really have much of a take on it there, but marriage is just a weird concept. I still want it of course, but it's kind of like, I don't know if I would be upset that we're just practicing for marriage by being in a committed relationship forever. But then I'm like, but I, why are you not trying to marry me? But it's the same thing. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)
0: it's difficult it's difficult and marriage is a difficult conversation it's difficult for some people to obtain Um, like Julia the character in Daddy's Little Girls played by Gabrielle Union which happened to be my brother Ryan's favorite black love film so let's dive into what he has to say about Daddy's Little Girls
2: Hey Black and Binging. My favorite black love movie is Daddy's Little Girls. I love it because it shows that, you know, a father like myself, like even though of the hardships that you go through, you can still find love out there. Um, one of my favorite scenes is probably when, you know, the the stepfather or whoever y'all want to call him, the stepfather and the mother was out driving and the father like just came full full sent into their car. And like, you know he was beating up the the stepdad because he was abusing the daughter and stuff like that. That was probably one of my best scenes because, you know, as as a black dad, like our love for our daughters and for our children, matter of fact, it, it's just you know unconditional. So that's my favorite black love movie.
0: Julia, you know I never <laughs> make a fool of you. I remember that. I love daddy's little girls. Call <clears throat> me a Tyler Perry not a mega fan, but I do love some of his older work. And I think the reason why Daddy's Little Girls resonates with me so much is because uh, the film stars the McLean sisters. And ironically, I don't know if it was their actual ages, but their characters ages in the film was the same ages as myself and my two younger sisters. So that was just like, I saw myself represented exact same age. And I saw a father loving on His daughter so hard and fighting to keep them in full custody so they could have like a healthier upbringing you saw Gabrielle Union's character Julia who was this strong like independent black woman who was tough with like tough with finding love she was running in on weird dates um, and she ended up not lowering her standards I would say but expanding her mindset on what love could be like and Julian Monty ended up creating this blended family that I think are beautiful. And now I have to ask you guys, like I said, I don't think she lowered her standards. I think she just had to expand her mindset. But what are some of the non-negotiables that you're like, hell no, no matter what, I'm not bending over for a person to, I don't know, let's say have kids.
1: I'll let Kadarius answer that. I really don't have any non-negotiables. <laughs>
2: I really wanted you to go first on no, that one, but <laughs> um, I don't know, like my mom tells me sometimes like you are missing out on blessings, but I don't think that I could talk to um, someone that's super religious or someone that has children, mainly because I don't think that um, the the foundation of our relationship would, would work because I'm not super religious and I'm not going to have children. so. It's like those two things would like constantly be conversations in our relationship.
0: And what about spiritual? I know some people think it's like (laughs) religious and spirituality are two sides of the same coin, but sort of different. Sort
2: of different, yeah. And that's the crazy thing because I am a spiritual person. I do believe in God. Like I tell people all the time, I believe in God. But it's just like the, the practices of religion. I'm not going to church with you i pray when i feel like it like it's just certain things where it's like those things aren't necessarily going to be a, a foundation for a relationship with me it's not gonna work um no kids
0: okay <laughs> that's number one
2: we know
1: that ronnie has said that <laughs> on like three episodes now
2: <laughs> no kids
0: y'all no kids y'all it's a deal no, uh, but taken. Um, and you said no, you don't have anything on your list. And Maybe that's a problem, but I feel like
1: I'm someone who's just like, I just kind of go with the flow. Like I, I try to be as open with people as possible. Like I'm not going to sit here and like, okay, you can't be this. You can't be that. Cause I'm like, well, what if someone comes in my life and they're everything that I ha- did not have on my list and it's the perfect person, you know? So I guess I don't, I, I just don't think that deeply about them. Um, <laughs> as long as you're not like a dickhead or you're like gonna fucking abuse me or like some, you know what I mean? Like wild shit like that. But like, as just like non-negotiables, like, oh, okay, I'm not really interested. I don't really have any of those. I'll like give anyone a chance as long as you're genuine, genuine and you come with like good energy. I just- even if that means being a stepmom, because at this age, I don't know what's gonna what my life is gonna look like. It's looking like real stepmommy over here, so gotta prep myself.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing, though. People really say that, but what you want, like, so I I believe that what we want, we can attain, right? Especially when it comes to dating and relationships. Like, I feel like there's too many narratives now telling women, like, oh, you can't have this standard, you can't have that standard. But these are if these are truly things that you want, there's going to be a guy that fits that mold. There's gonna be somebody that like can come into your life and say, I don't have kids. Um I I practice Christianity. Like <laughs> there are guys that can fit certain um, I guess, standards that women have. It's so. just yeah.
0: Manifestation is real, right? Not true. <laughs> so joy, <laughs> since you are just Miss Go with the flow, no standards. Joy, I a set of friends.
1: Whoa! Didn't say I didn't have standards. I just don't have non-negotiables. <laughs> Jeez, got standards? Excuse me. I'm not gonna let One ass nigga walk up in my life and try to my
0: feet, But damn. They wanted to say, no, I'm I'm playing. Played. They're different people. They're different. Um, but Julia's character has friends who is just tired of hearing her complain about not finding a man. So they set her up on a blind date. Would you let Kadarius and I set you up on a blind date?
1: Uh, I would try it. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it would make for fun conversation. I don't know if I'd take it seriously. (laughs) I probably wouldn't take it seriously past that. Like, I don't know. I think like the show love is blind. Like I always think of stuff, like I would love to do something like that, but I don't know if I could, I could get over, like, would I be shallow in that situation? I guess that's what I'd be like scared of. Like i Right now, I could be like, "Oh yeah, I would try it, sure." I'm like, "What? I w- can I trust y'all to actually put me with someone that I'm actually gonna like?" I don't know. It's it's more of a trusting than it is like an explorative thing.
0: You know, Gab Union, she's one to be starring up and through our infamous Black Love films, um, and she's also the main character Eva in Deliver Us from Eva, which happens to be our good friend Jordan's favorite Black Love film.
1: Hey Ronnie. Hey CP. I would say that my favorite Black Love movie would have to be Deliver Us from Eva. Um, number one, my baby Megan Good, you know, aging like fine wine. Um, but because it's real, like there's a lot of real things that go on in that movie. Number one, um, intentional dating is not the first thing that we see, right? Um, we have LL playing games and we have Gabby with her guard up all crazy. That's usually how dating starts nowadays. Um, number two, you know, it's real because I think it shows us that we shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Um, Number three, um, oh, you know, we shouldn't allow other people to influence who we want to date. And then lastly, it shows us um, that, you know, you shouldn't compare your relationships to other people because comparison is the thief of joy and it clearly shows that in the movie. So top movie for me.
0: Top movie indeed. And Jordan broke that down wonderfully. Um, For those of you that don't know, Eva is the eldest sister of the Danger sisters. Um, and they look up to her dearly and take Eva's word as if it is God's because their parents unfortunately passed away at a young age and she nurtured them and helped them become the beautiful young married woman that they are at that point in the film. Um, but the fellas that are married to the danger sisters aren't feeling it. So they have LL Cool J's character, Raymond, Kinda make a bet with them because he is back in the day. They was saying Mr. Player, Player, but in our day and age, he was like the top of the F F boys, the Fuck boys, um, to kind of get Eva off their back a bit. And now, Kadarius, I got a question for you because this blew my mind. Ray charged those <laughs> guys five K just for the bet for the bet alone and then they had to reimburse him for all the dates he took Eva out on (laughs) would you have done the same more less I mean she was really bitchy in the movie I gotta know
2: (laughs) I'm not gonna lie like she was definitely she was definitely a work but it's Gabrielle Union Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to pay me a lot of money to take Gabrielle Union out but also inflation and everything I would charge for the dates that we went on like Y'all can pay for the dates, but y'all have to pay me like a flat fee up front, you know? Just pay but for that. What the if she day. was
1: really yeah. mean to you? She was just, she was horrible to be around. Like, even though it's Gabrielle Union, yes, mm-hmm. but she's horrible to be around. She's a bitch to everyone. She's a bitch to you, but you gotta go and try to make her fall in love.
2: All right, yeah, that one would be hard. All right, yeah. i take 10K. 10K. <laughs> 10k, 10k, you got to think about it because also I have to be nice enough, I have to be respectful enough and nice enough to make it where she continues to want to see me. So it's like it's easier to like go on these dates and be like, I got no dog in this fight, I'm not taking this girl nowhere else, <laughs> like this is it. So 10k would make me be like, All right, think about it, think about it, you know, you just got to go on a couple dates and you get 10k, you know, like so it would probably be about 10k. Yeah.
0: Well, those couple dates had Raymond LO Cool J's character in love after a while because mm-hmm. he fell head over heels. Sure I don't did. know. I think it was prior to them having sex. I could kind of see the chemistry developing. But yeah. then once they had sex, it was just like they were hinting at marriage. Right. Um, Sorry.
1: Um. I- I, I said, right. Yeah, you, oh. <laughs> you start falling mad quick, which is, it's crazy. Play player, you start falling in love mad quick. But again, I get it. It's Gabrielle Union. But um, have you guys, like, ever started, like, dating someone with an intention, like, let's say, to just have sex or just to fuck or whatever, and then caught feelings later on or um, vice versa?
2: Ronnie, I'm going to let you start on the <laughs>
0: Dag, I thought you were the guest. Let me see. I mean, um, I was. My honest answer is yes, but did I let that person know? No.
1: Hi, girl. I love to hear it. You, you see, back in the future. day, they didn't
0: have city girls, but it needed to be a city girl in that in that film to balance Everybody, out.
2: Uh, you, got a, you got a little bit of future in you. I heard it. I heard it.
0: Right. ass, <laughs> <time. laughs> though. Back to you.
2: You know, I think we all have had like whole phases and like F boy phases. So I'm not gonna tell you that I've always navigated situations in a very honest manner, you know? So I definitely think I've introduced myself as a certain type of person before and then definitely been an entirely different person in a relationship or trying to get to know somebody or trying to have sex with somebody. So yeah, I think for sure probably. (laughs) Interesting.
0: It's the probably at the end. (laughs) I
2: I still want to kind of be a good person. So it's like, I might've done that, you know, but nah, yeah, definitely for sure. (laughs) Um,
1: so with that, uh, what are some grand gestures you might've done for a woman or has any woman done like a grand gesture for you?
2: Mm, so that's hard like I am like a hopeless romantic but I am very little romantic at all so like <laughs> it's like it's weird like or I would say romance does not come naturally for me I'm the person that has to be on Google I'm the person that has to like ask my my women friends like I have to get more information um but I will say like I guess the biggest thing that I've done for a woman that I cared about Um, I was trying to make sure that I stayed good was buying a bag and that was that's the grandest gesture that I've ever done so I don't think it's that grand Um, so I guess the answer to that question would be no I haven't done anything grand at all
1: has a woman done anything grand for you
2: hmm no I don't think so not to keep me anyways I think people are good. I think women are naturally good gifters or the women that I encounter are naturally good gifters. But as far as like keeping me, anything like that, I don't think it was ever necessary to like do something that was crazy. So,
0: Gotcha. Do you feel like it's just a man's role to do like the grand gestures to like keep a relationship alive? Or would you appreciate if someone like, Called a flight down to the A and was like, I don't care what you say, we're fighting through this. I mean, I think I'm fighting for my love.
2: I'm being honest, also, the, the alcohol might be helping me a little bit with this one, but I think honestly, women are doing like grander gestures now because of like how saturated dating is right now. So it's like you might be with somebody that actually really wants to be with you and they may do something like offer a threesome. Like, (laughs) like it's like now the gestures be like really kind of like, that's what you're doing to like keep somebody. But yeah, I've heard these stories. It's never happened for me. So I think women do have grand gestures and I think guys are less, I think guys are more on the receiving end of grand gestures now, which is Um why. Right, I I'm think.
0: just confused to have threesome.
2: I was
1: <laughs> right. like to say Ronnie, you trying to keep your man with a threesome? <laughs> Cause
2: y'all gonna tell me, y'all gonna tell me right funny, now.
1: What?
2: Y'all gonna tell me right now. Y'all ain't got a friend that, that offered a threesome as a grand gesture. No,
1: no, not as the grand. Not as a grand, grand. grand gesture, like baby, I'm trying to keep you. Come on, we'll fuck the other bitch. Like what?
2: I have, I have literally seen it firsthand. It don't be like. It's not like that. It's not that transparent it's more so like we're out and I say we but this isn't me it's not me in this scenario these people are out these people are out and they're just like oh well she's kind of cute you know like I would I would talk to her I would do this and it's like that last minute like that last like that last leg where it's like all right I'm gonna offer this because I know that's something that would interest you that's something that would make sure that we stayed together type situation
1: I think give future. Who's talking no, about- <laughs> that's given future, that's given like not comprehending or like the idea of what you think a man wants like if, if I mean I don't know if if a man never said that to me that that's something they're interested in I think women just think that that men are always looking at this woman that woman oh in order to keep him happy he has to have multiple bitches they don't believe in monogamy all that stuff I feel like if a man doesn't say that like
2: well, I mean, like, we also have to address how many non bisexual women have been in threesomes with other women. Why else would you do it? <laughs> like, what would be your purpose of being in a threesome if you are not interested in women? It does they nothing bi-curious. for you. It's
1: definitely for the man.
2: It's, it they has to be, be bi
0: curious.
2: That's what I'm saying. So, I if really- there's some bi curiosity or anything like that, then boom, we got it. We understand. But as a woman who has, who, Says that she has zero interest in women. What would be the reason for having a threesome? For a, a threesome with another woman.
0: So I, I was just about to ask you because so <laughs> got eight up for that. Like remember when she was like she was on Justin Leboy's show and he she was he asked her would you be down for a threesome and she was like yeah bring another guy. But <laughs> the comments was like that's a train. It is. Never, but. <laughs>
2: It is not a train, it's not a train. So, and that's the thing. So that's what like a lot of like misogyny and like toxic masculinity says. It could be a train either way. It could be a train with two women. If you have two women in the room and they're not interested in touching each other, they're only touching one party, because that's how trains work. If they're only touching the person in the middle, then that's a train, no matter if it's two women or two men. So if you have two men, women, if y'all have two men in the room, you got to make sure they're bisexual. Then you have, you don't have a train. You have a threesome. Threesomes only work if there's one party being touched by two people.
1: That's
0: interesting. I feel like we just got like this urban dictionary. that <laughs> <laughs> All
1: types of different things about threesomes. Like I never thought of it like that.
2: I mean, no I think men, men say a lot of things to discredit women, but threesomes are threesomes. If you have two men in the room, I think as a woman, you need to take full advantage of that. Nah, the same way that he gonna ask you to like, do some stuff that you're not interested in, you need to be asking him to do some stuff that he's not interested in. If not, then you just having sex with bro, bro, Ro, And he in the room, like that's it. So you're getting a train ran on you. That's not cool. That's not interesting. It's not fun.
0: (laughs) I can't. Well, I don't think I'm down for it, at least right in this day and age. And I could tell y'all another woman who wasn't down for it because she was like, I will play you for your heart. It ain't going to be no trying with anything <laughs> up in this bitch. <laughs> up in this piece. Um, and that is our girl Monica and Love and Basketball, which happens to be Joshua's favorite black film. So let's take a look at what he has to say about it.
2: Hey, everybody. My favorite black love movie of all time is Love and Basketball. Uh, that's because I love basketball, but uh more importantly, the writing and acting and storyline was amazing. Um, Timeless, to say the least, they definitely don't make movies like that anymore. But my favorite part in the movie was the end when they was playing one on one for his heart and he kicked her ass. But then he told her, you know what, let's double up. I thought that was really cute, really smooth, something I would do. So, you know, black love at its finest.
1: I love that. Um, just like Joshua said, they don't make love movies like that no more. Do they make love like that anymore? I feel like <laughs> I feel like like love is not like the movies, like everything we grew up thinking love was does not happen in real life. Maybe that's just I don't know. Maybe that's just but me. You have
0: a next door neighbor that you climb through his window, Joy.
1: <laughs> never had that, never had that. And I, I I just wonder I, why, like, does love feel the same? <laughs> I wonder why, like, why was that not my life? I really thought that's what growing up was gonna be, but it was not. Um, but uh, what do you guys think? Does love feel like the same now that you're like older and wiser? Does it still feel like as, do you feel as vulnerable when you love and things like that now? Or is it like, does it just not live up to your expectations? <laughs>
0: I'm gonna let our guests answer that one first.
2: <laughs> I'm like so accustomed to not answering things before women. So, but that's why I like take the huge pause. But for me, it's, it's really just like too much of trying to decolonialize everything. So it's like, for me, that was not love like that is not love. like the way that people used to love each other is like bro i'm not putting myself through that i refuse like i'm not gonna stay in a relationship that i have to fight for every day like everybody makes these like huge posts on like instagram and they're like uh we we saw a counselor for the last five years and i'm like bro that's exhausting i'm not doing that i have my own counselor and then you tell me i gotta add a counselor for the stuff that you bring into to me too don't get me wrong i'm with relationship counseling but if it's so bad that we got to go for the next five, 10 years, we might need to call it quits. So I don't believe in like playing nobody for their love or nothing like that, which it wow. I love loving basketball. But so no. I am
0: about to play devil's advocate with your last statement. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not saying that you're incorrect. Right. But one thing that I try to tell my family members, especially in the beginning when they heard I was going to therapy, even though I do have issues and deeper issues before that I'm like working through now, but I had to tell them like, therapy doesn't mean you're insane. Therapy doesn't mean that you have a shit ton of problems. You can go to therapy and be the happiest person in the world. You just want to upkeep that happiness and continue to reach your higher self. So what if a couple has been in couples therapy or counseling for five years. And that's just their safe space for the little the little bitty arguments they may have. So you can't judge somebody.
2: That one's hard for me. That one's hard because I don't disagree with you. I will, I, I will forever be in therapy. So I do agree with you there. But then also like, is my individual therapy not enough for our relationship? Like you mean to tell me once I finish my therapy on Tuesday I gotta come back to therapy with you every Thursday too? I don't know, that might be too much for me, you know? That might be too much therapy, like too much talking about problems or issues or ways to sustain my happiness. Maybe I'm just truthfully not happy in this relationship. So
1: I could see that. Or maybe it prolongs it. Maybe it just makes it better. Like why does that have (laughs) to be like why does it have to be a burden? Maybe just like Ronnie said, what if those therapy sessions are the moments that make you guys want to keep going?
2: So maybe, maybe you're not monogamous. If you need a third person in your relationship that strongly, maybe you might need to explore polygamy a little bit, you know?
0: Maybe the counselor needs to <laughs> come into the threesome. <laughs> like I see just, how you was checking her out on the couch on Thursday.
2: You like the way I'm she saying. listens to you, huh?
0: It's a grand gesture. Right. I'm trying to save my marriage.
2: <laughs> I cannot. If you need that third person there every week, every month, maybe I should explore other options. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, though. I'd have to actually think about that. It might be a good thing to have a therapy session or a couples therapy session throughout your marriage. It might be. I haven't thought that far yet.
1: Even like going off of what you said earlier, do you think our generation doesn't fight hard enough for relationships, which is why? Uh, most of us are, like, single now? Like, do you think, like, the generation before actually tried harder and had that mentality that, like, I got to fight for this and we're more like, man, this is exhausting. I'm not about to do this with your ass. I'm going to be by myself because I pre- I prefer to protect my peace over being with someone. Yo,
0: they love that. They're protecting my peace. <laughs> That's my life.
2: Everybody today is protecting their peace. That's I'm not telling nothing like that. But at the same time, I'm also not telling people, like, all right, she or he only cheated three times. You can work through this. I'm not telling nobody no mess like that. No, bro, like, I I believe that cheating is cheating. Growing up, I know all of my aunties that were in long term, 40, 50 year relationships, they were cheated on. I'm not gonna tell nobody to accept that ever, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a hard one. And love (laughs) is very complicated. And you said the love back in the day is not real love, but I'm going to call you out. I'm going to put you on blast, sir, because I asked you before we started recording what your favorite Black love film was. It ain't come out nowhere in these past 10 years, buddy. Would you like to share?
2: All right. (laughs) My favorite love movie is The Wood. But in my defense... In my defense, it's one of the few love stories that we have that do not like have black trauma as a focal point. It don't have like black struggle as a focal point. It don't have black women being abused in their relationships as a focal point. So I don't know, that's more on par. (laughs) That's more online with where we at right now, where I'm saying like, nah, don't, don't tolerate anything just to say that I'm in this long lasting relationship.
0: Absolutely. I agree. And I think just for so long, there's been so many odds stacked against us and we're so complex and we're not a monolith and every black person is different. Um, You just speaking now, it brought me back to one of my favorite films, uh, which came out not too long ago, Queen and Slim, which I think Mm. is like an epitome of like, The black Bonnie and Clyde, you know, the first few minutes of the film, they killed the cop because the cop was racially profiling them Um, and ended up having to be on the run and just became this inspiration to so many black people in the nation. Even though it ended tragically, it was their love and their story was just so inspiring. Um,
2: So, wait, I definitely agree with you, though. I loved Queen and Slim. But Joy, how did you feel? Because I know it was like mixed between like the black community about how to feel about this film so how did you like the film
1: so I'm a fan of Queen and Slim because first of all I'm a Lena Away fan and uh my brothers were on featured on the soundtrack of Queen and Slim so I was a big fan of the film um but I guess my biggest thing with like the Queen and Slims like the daddy's little girls like just when I think love I wouldn't instantly think Queen and Slim because of all of the trauma that came Mm. with that movie that it starts like you said with them killing a cop who's racially like that kind of takes away from my I guess magical idea of what love is and then of course I mean spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it I mean it's been years you should go but like they die in the end like that tragic we have to die in order to be happy and live forever like that kind of stuff to me is just I don't view that as love and I guess that's kind of my thing like when I just think of black love yes the story had this black love story and you you see them fall in love because in the beginning they didn't like each other it was like a weird
0: like that was a blind date it was like a yeah
1: (laughs) which is normally how it goes so it's like I love how they came together it's just I hate the tragedy that comes with like love like why does love always got to be tragic with black people why can't we just meet and be happy and live forever happy, happy like happy ever after like that's,
0: that's <laughs> real life and was shocked, but in a previous episode i said if i have little girls one day i'm not showing them like the disney princess movies because <laughs> i think women are like just taught this idea of love from a very young age and it's not to say that it's not um, obtainable but anytime you're like cohabitating with another human beings us as humans we're complex love is never going to be easy breezy and yes queen of slim was like on like the other far spectrum of like dramatics and intensity and trauma but it it layered into it it had some real shit like The first scene of the movie where they get stopped by a police officer and Queen is also asked to uh, show her license, even though she's in the passenger seat. I went on a date one time. It was my first date, like how they were in the movie. And the same shit happened to us. And I was flipping out. I'm like, wait, did you see Queen and Slim? Because I'm scared as hell right now. Why did this cop ask me for my license? I'm not even driving. And he was like, nah, I've never seen it. I just like, oh my
1: God. <laughs> At that moment, no more dates.
2: Anymore. Yeah, that's the last one. That's it. But like, I mean, I, I agree with both perspectives. I agree with both of y'all because I think that, like you said, Black people are not a monolith. We need to see a variety of stories. Love should not exist after our trauma. But I also agree that that's a reality for us. Like, a lot of us, like, all right. Enjoy, we have like, we have a protection, or we feel like we have a layer of protection because we live in Atlanta. So it's like <clears throat> most of the time when I get pulled over, dude look just like me, he talked just like me, everything like that. But then I might have to do something out in Alpharetta, and my experience is way different. When I'm I'm still in Fulton County, but I'm out in Alpharetta, so I think like sometimes it is important to show those stories. Like one of my favorite parts of Queen and Slim, and most people will disagree with me, was the ending where he's carrying her dead body to the cop and he still dies because it's like he's completely disarmed. There's nothing that he can do to those cops. But for some reason, they still empty the clip in. And that is a reality for black people. Like sometimes we are not doing anything. We still do not live to see the next day. So I think that's important also. But when we talk about love movies, I also get why that is not necessary. (laughs) Like We can talk about Black love. We can talk about the cookouts. We can talk about Anita Baker. We can talk about all of these great things without telling people like, yes, Black people are still marginalized in America.
0: No, Kadarius, you were spot on with that. Like legit, I'm listening to you right now and getting chills. And like you said, we're not a monolith. We can go from the Queen and Slims to the Anita Baker cookout rom-com vibes which happens to be um one of joy's favorite films and resonates with her the rom-com act like a lady think like a man so joy i'm passing the mic on to you why is this your favorite black love film
1: because everybody's movies that they picked suck today all right that's why i'm just gonna put that on the table you guys don't know what romantic magical love is And even though Think Like a Man did not just glorify love, it also had those moments where you're watching these couples go through hell and back trying to find love. You see them, the whole movie is them basically reading this guide on how to find love written by a man, which I guess- maybe, I don't know, I I like that aspect of it, just self-love books, self-help books, trying to figure out how to find love or whatever. But they go through this whole process trying to um, play men based on the rule book of men, right? Um, And I just love this movie because it's like, even as people, we can go through all that, read the guides, how do we love? How do we fall in love? What do we do? And the ending answer is you just have to like, let go and be vulnerable and just, do what you gotta do. Like it's not, there's no guide to love. There's no rule book to love. It's literally vulnerability and connection. And it's as simple as that. And I think that every character in Think Like A Man had to get to that point in the end to actually find love. And I guess that's the beautiful story of Think Like A Man. And why I think it's one of the most um, raw, it's funny, it's real it's love. So one of the biggest aspects of think like a man is the 90 day rule. I think that was something that a lot of women tried to implement the 90 day rule for those who don't know is withholding sex from a man for 90 days um, would more likely make them fall in love with you, take you seriously later versus fucking them on this first date. Um, Have you guys ever implemented the 90 day rule or had it implemented onto you?
2: So one, I don't believe in taking relationship advice from Steve Harvey. So I love that the ending ends the way that it does. Um, Steve Harvey's had seven wives. His daughter literally loved Future. That, that says a lot. Not you. What I'm Dude, just like saying, I love, did not
0: expect it to go there.
2: Whoa. I love Future too, but what I'm saying is, some of the best connections that I've had have been with people that I probably slept with on the first night. So for you to say that you are implementing it, we're, we come from a different era. People can't watch a 90 second video. Like we have to be on TikTok. Like if your video is 90 seconds, I'm probably skipping past that on TikTok. Or if you have a reel that's 90 seconds, that's probably not gonna give you all the way through. So, and you mean to tell me that you're gonna be able to keep someone's attention for 90 days without and- like giving them some, and I'm not saying that sex is the only thing that you have because if somebody tells me like I'm abstinent that holds a lot more weight than for me to find out that someone was waiting for me to have that sex with them after that. 90 days. For real. Like, 90 days. Also, 90 days, you are committed to this person. And then you find out on day 91 that bro is bad at sex. that's, a, that's
1: why I say I would not implement no 90 day rule because you could be amazing at everything else in life and you not putting down the pipe rate? Right? 90 days out the fucking out the window.
0: But, but let me let me ask you all this. Right. Don't you think that I'm not saying it doesn't take away from skill set, but even if someone is like bomb at sex, when you have the chemistry, doesn't it make that eight go to a 10?
2: Absolutely. But also, you have to remember that when you have that chemistry, it also makes somebody that's a two go to a six. And that's not OK, because at some point you are gonna realize, like, all right, like, this has to be revamped. Like we gotta revisit this. Like I've been in relationships where it's like, I love this person and this is my person. I feel like this is the person I might marry. And then like the sex is just not there, but because I love you, I'm still like, man gonna orgasm regardless. But the orgasms are still powerful because I'm in a relationship with you. But then it's like, you have that thought in the back of your head, like, dang it. I remember so-and-so, I remember how I felt with her. When it comes to the nastiness for me. It, a lot of it involves foreplay. A lot of it involves like toys, different things like that. So it's like a lot of people not doing that. And Brent Fayez got everybody thinking that they nasty. And most people just not. Like if you grew up traditional, if you grew up Christian, if you grew up a certain type of way and you have not deviated from those things, it's not that you can't be Christian and be nasty. So let me go ahead and say that. It's just that a lot of the things that we've been taught, like our parents thought like putting your mouth on genitals was nasty like that's disgusting you know so it's like to not deviate from any of those practices and to continue to live that way stuff like that how can you really say you're nasty if all you're doing is like I don't know giving a little hit and then laying on your back for the next 15 (laughs) minutes like are you nasty for real you know I think there's the other side of the coin where Black men as well have not been able to be as sexually exploitive as Black women because Black women, like, <laughs> y'all are allowed to like kiss women in college and be like, you know, this is still a straight experience. I just was drunk. I kissed her. And for men, like, for people that acknowledge that sexuality is a spectrum, like, it's not like some straight line that we get to navigate or anything like that. Um, for people that do acknowledge that black men are not able to be as sexually explorative as black women. Even if you just talk about straight sex, Um, a black man's G or a man's period. I talk about black people because I care about black people, but men's G-spot period is in their butt. But dude's not exploring that because what for? Like now I'm gay. (laughs) Like Beyonce put her tongue in my boy, now I'm gay. That's crazy. Um, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I literally hate that for Black men.
1: My follow-up question, though, is what is your tip or some or your advice to Black men? I know you were saying that Black men can't be as explorative in their sex lives. Therefore, I guess, assuming that Black men wouldn't be as nasty. They don't really know what to do because they're not exploring. What is what are your tips or like advice for Black men to, like, push their boundaries and kind of get out there and figure out some other sexual things. How do how do we start encouraging black men to learn more about women's bodies, to be more um, interested in playing with toys and pleasing women? Like what, what are your tips to get there for those black men who just haven't figured it out yet?
2: Um, I think it has a lot. Like, I think one of the things that black women have um, over men is like that y'all are willing to explore self-care, right? Black men, we are the last to try therapy. Black men should be in therapy, period. And then after that, you're able to navigate life differently. If all you've been around was these same four dudes since kindergarten, all y'all think the same. All y'all are afraid to talk to each other. All of y'all are treating women the exact same. All of y'all have two baby mamas that y'all think that, like, they're out to get y'all. Like, (laughs) it, it don't work that way. You have to put distance between yourself and people that you've been around your entire life. Like even with our families, when we talk about our families, black men need to be able to say, all right, I love my mama, but also I can leave her house. Like I can't, I cannot go to this Thanksgiving this year because I have this obligation too. So I think it's, it's more so just about like exploring stuff for yourself. But I think if I would just have a starting point for sexual exploration or just exploration period is therapy therapy would like free a lot of us from like the confines that we've like subscribed to for so long so
0: i love that i, I love, love all you this. for being here i love this conversation joy i'm trying to figure out a way where we could get him on next week's episode <laughs> right. i
1: mean you might be a host at this point like this is amazing <laughs>
0: Um, I so 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 enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did as much as we did. Um, and for all of you guys out there listening, um, I hope that you took something from it, could resonate with it. Cause say y'all picked the wackest movies out there, we should have said poetic justice or some shit like that. Like, let us know. Um, but as we mentioned before, this is Black History Month. This is Black Future Month. This is our month. This is our month to celebrate just being Black and proud. So we are coming back to you on Monday, February 21st with another episode of Black Inventing. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Gadarius, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. And we will see you guys next week.
2: And thank y'all so much again for having me on here with y'all. I had the most fun tonight. And y'all even got me a little drunk and probably had me talking about stuff that I shouldn't have been, But <laughs>
1: We love it. We love it. All right, guys.